Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
small we know that you know the depth of our hearts and i pray that anyone who gave oh god you will give unto him a good measure pressed down shaking together and running over and as they create a cycle of giving may they also create a cycle of receiving in jesus name amen hallelujah testimony time amen we have a short testimony for you amen and, um, you know, one of the things about testimonies is that they tell you that God is still working in the lives of people. Hallelujah. Sometimes you look around you, you think everything is happening by accident. But testimonies do remind us that God is alive. He is working. And that nothing happens in life by chance. Do you understand? If, let's say, you're walking down the road and you see $10,000 on the floor, you might think, oh, this is an accident. Do, do, do you get it? But you may be surprised that there is somebody who was working. Behind. May that be your testimony. When I saw 10000 everybody was like, wow, excited. Don't worry. God is about to bless you more than enough. That 10000 will be your tithe. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive our testimony for today. And I want to read our final testimony all the way from the United States of America. My name is Gila Joy Dodu, born and raised in LCI. I attend QFC Miami. I want to thank God for delivering me from the recent Parkland, Florida school shooting. It was 10 minutes before the closing bell rang, 2.30 exactly, on Valentine's Day, when the fire alarm went off. We were all confused because we had already had a fire drill. In confusion, we left our classrooms thinking it was another drill, but casually this time. About two minutes after getting out, we heard gunshots. We didn't take it seriously because my school is said to be in one of the safest cities in the United States of America and also in a very rich community. It's not about where you are staying. The Bible says we are kept by the power of God. Amen. About two minutes after hearing the gunshots, not knowing what was going on, we all started running around the fence. We surrounded the fields behind the school. After escaping our school completely, we joined the main road and we saw police cars, multiple SWAT teams and helicopters all over. And that is when we found out that a, a, a gunman had opened fire and shot down a number of people. It was by the grace of God that we managed to escape early. Some people said we escaped because my class was located at a good place. Others said we escaped because of where the shooter planned to attack first. But I know, he said, but I know that we escaped by the grace of God and through the prayers that have been said over us. Amen. She said the day after the shooting, we heard in the news that the shooter, after his, his evil doings, came to Walmart where we had escaped to and bought a drink to refresh himself this means that the shooter could have continued attacking people and he could have attacked us also but he didn't prophet prayed that we should receive grace 
and eagle strength during the watch night service. He also prayed that God should deliver us from sudden death and shocking news of death. God surely delivered me from death. I lost three friends and 14 others, including teachers, security guards, but God has given me eagle strength to endure this heartbreaking tragedy. I thank God for his protection and I also thank him for his deliverance. Why are you sitting down? Stand to your feet and celebrate the goodness of God. Celebrate the goodness of God. Wow, hallelujah. At your side. You know, before hand, Reverend comes, I just want us to take Put one minute. Amen. And just pray for this nation. Hallelujah. That is why we are here as a church. Amen. Let's pray that this demon of murder that is going around will be arrested. What do you think? Let's hold our hands together, join hands, and just pray that lift up America in the hands of the Lord. Say, Father, may the spirit of safety descend upon this, this land. We pray that, Lord, your Holy Spirit will arrest any evil tide that is invading our schools and our homes and our churches and families. We lift up America in your hands. This is a land that you love, a land that you created, Lord. A prosperous land that you yourself gave birth to, just like anywhere else. And we pray that, Lord, your spirit would descend in homes and families, O oh God. That this spirit of murder, which is attacking people, spirit of terrorism and murder in the name of Jesus will be arrested in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, that let a blanket of safety descend upon this nation. Give our leaders wisdom and understanding, O oh God, to solve these problems. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. May every church member here, may every child of God, O oh God, be safe in our, in our going out, in our coming in. May angels protect us no matter where we live, whether in safe neighborhoods or unsafe neighborhoods. We pray, O oh God, that your spirit and your angels will watch over us and keep us. May you deliver us. And may goodness and mercies follow us all the days of our lives in Jesus' name. And the people of God say amen. amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, what, please keep standing. Amen. Uh, we are, it's, 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 it's word time and preaching time. Amen? amen. And we have one of the best preachers in town. You know, one of the things I want to ask you to do is when I joined LCI 14 years ago, one of the things we used to do was to take notes. And I realized that that culture is eventually uh, going away. Hallelujah. But I believe that we have such a powerful, anointed, great preacher that some of the things he said, I don't think you should just enter one year and go through the other. I think we should also get some time and take notes. What do you think? Yeah, why are we going to take notes today? Whether on your phone, iPhone, iPad, iPad, whatever you have, take some notes. Hallelujah. So put your hands together and welcome dear, our dear Reverend to the pulpit. Hallelujah. Wow. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our how lovely are the mountains are the feet of them. Oh, bring good news. Oh, bring good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. I now see peace. I now see peace. Proclaiming words of happiness. Oh, I got away. I got away. I got away. I got away. 
nature of our church. We are literally global. But we shall be in the, good, the news for good things. Amen. May you be in the news for good things. Amen. May you be in the news for good things. Amen. Yeah, I, I was like, wow. Our church member was in that school. See, but I like what he said. You see, the Bible said that cursed be the man who put his strap in the arm of flesh. Some boast in chariots, yeah. others in horses. But we shall boast in the name of the Lord. Yeah. You see, it's not about how safe, because it's a very rich, secluded neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is no way to work. It's no way to work of uh, sad Bronx. <laughs> what's, what's, what's it called? Yes, Bronx, Bronx, sad Bronx. Sad Bronx, what? Guns Point. Why before you go to. Hans Point. Is this not sad wrong Hans Point? Where before you enter classroom, you have to go through metal detectors. Six metal detectors. See, so here you go to this nice secluded suburban place. Rich neighborhood. Safe. You see, so once again, accept the Lord watch. Accept the Lord watch. You watch in vain. May Jehovah keep eye over you. Amen. May the prayers of the prophet protect you. Amen. As he said that you shall not die from gunshots. Amen. You will not die from gunshots. Amen. You will not die from accidents. Amen. You will not die from sudden deaths. Or oh, armed robbers and natural diseases will not kill you. Amen. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you, Thank you that we are covered. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. Interesting. Now, a member of our church was in that school. <laughs> our God reigns. I say our God reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Our God reigns. But I like the prayer we pray. We should pray for the nation. Because the truth of the matter is that common sense has gone out of the window. Seriously. So I wonder, are they even thinking? 
I mean, I mean you wonder. You, you can see the spirit that is ruling. I'm, I'm serious. If you need an ID or a license to buy liquor, and you, <laughs> you can't do need a license to buy a gun, then something is wrong. I mean, alcohol that you're going to drink, which you will get over it, you, an ID is required. But a weapon that can kill, you don't need a license. You know, something is wrong. Some trust in chariots, others in horses. But we shall put our boast in the name of the Lord. Look, the prophet, see, as Bishop was praying at the beginning of the year, gunshot, other things. He said, It may look distant to you. But when you hear this, thing, you say, Hey! It has come to my neighborhood. You go and you will come. Amen. I say you will go and you will come. Amen. You will live and you will not die. Amen. Yeah. Our faith. Look, NYPD may be good, but our faith is in Jehovah. Amen. NYPD will be good, but our faith is in God. Hallelujah. You have to believe the prophecies. There is an anointing covering you. Last week, what's Kofi Bwati? You know, he shared your testimony about Maybe you share his testimony this week. There's an anointing covering us. And we are covered. Shake your and say, you are covered. Yeah, some trusting chariots. Hallelujah. Alright. I believe it's time for you to learn some verse as we preach. Ezekiel 2.2. 2. Just to test your IQ. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. One, two, go. Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. Ezekiel 2 2. Hallelujah! I hear more intelligent people on this side. There are a lot more art students on this side. <laughs> Science students. Hallelujah! Wonderful. Are you excited to be in church today? Last week, I shared a message with you. Look, think about it carefully. See, I talked about God is faithful. Okay? God is faithful. Hallelujah. And it's, it's something that you have to accept. Believe and live by it. Hallelujah. God is faithful. I say, God is faithful. Hallelujah. Yeah. God is faithful. You see, and it is, let's go back to the verse I shared with you, Hebrew 11, 11. That's not my message for today, but I just want to, because I think it's a very important message. Don't worry, our screen is small today because the big screen is small. But we can still see the decoration, so it's so nice. The Bible said that through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Why? Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. So I want to tell you that, look, as a Christian, as a believer, judge God faithful. The reason why Sarah received the promise it's because he judged him faithful. 
And I shared with us last week. Judgment means when, when a judge sits on a chair. When a judge is sitting on a chair and you bring somebody into the witness stand, the judge listens to the evidence. He listened here, he listened here, he listened here, and he listened here. That after getting all the evidence, she, he passes judgment based on the evidence at hand that this man is guilty, this man is free, this man is guilty with, with, with reason, this is manslaughter. This is first degree murder based on. Because you see, sometimes when you look at the case from afar, you will think that, oh, he's guilty. But when he goes to court, other things come out. Yeah. Sometimes when you hear a case, you can, oh, what they did was bad. But when you go to court, and you see the person, because you see, up there, other evidence is coming. And the person said, not guilty. But you, when you had the first case, so he's guilty. That's why, it's, that's why it's called a courtroom judge. He listens to the evidence. He listens to the evidence. Because some things may look differently. But when it's come on trial, oh, he's a very wicked man. He's mean. He's this. Look at what he has done to the wife. But when it comes to court, When it comes to court, you will know that ah, this man was actually a saint for his ability to survive with Satan's daughter for five years. <laughs> but you judge him wrongly. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, and the Bible says that. Sarah. When Sarah put God on trial, when God was on trial in her life, and she looked at all the evidences, the evidence, she looked at all the evidences, she came to the conclusion that this God, he's faithful. That this God, he is faithful. And the Bible said, by passing that judgment on God, he obtained the promise. In other words, don't judge God in eye. Don't use one case to judge God. Before you pass judgment on God, look at the evidence. What he has done for you. How he has saved you. How he has provided for you. So today, if your leg is broken, since when did you become an unfaithful God? Since when? Why don't you bring all the evidence and give God a fair trial? Look at how he protected you. He saved you. He gave you food to eat. You, like I was saying last week, how he protected you. Consider the car you sat in. You sat in that car. From one station to another. A car that you cannot trust the brakes. 
she has alliances or not? Likely not. The mate, which is the driver's assistant, he, he does not even sit inside the car. He's outside the car. <laughs> yeah. The guy that's not, he's not inside the car. He's outside the car. Huh? Yeah. Seatbelt zero. No airbags. Thank you. No airbags. No seatbelts. The roads is like a safari. Boom, 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 boom. And you took this vehicle back and forth for almost three, four years. Or even longer. And today, you are questioning whether he can protect you in New York City. Because of a small fender bender. Judge him faithful. Judge him faithful. Please bring all the evidence. Go back. Go back. Bring all the evidence. Yes. Bring the evidence. Give God a fair trail. Stop complaining. Stop saying that God has disappointed me. Faithful, you may go, you, you may be going through a transitional difficult stage of your life, but please judge him faithful. <laughs> judge him faithful. Sarah judge him faithful. Sarah looked at him and said, Look, this God, he's faithful. It means this God, what he says he will do, even though the evidence looks contrary. I still don't have a child. This God, I trust him. Based on his record, I trust him. Listen to me. Don't put God in the same box as your husband. You hear me? Don't put God in the same box as your husband. Your husband is your husband. God is God. You can judge your husband unfaithful. That's up to you. But God, he's faithful. Don't put them in the same. They are not the same category. Hallelujah. And I tell you, when you, when, you, when you pass such judgment on God, you receive his promise. Hallelujah. Trials will come. Difficulties will come. But judging faithful. And all of us here, I believe, as I was sharing my testimony from my childhood, I'm sure all of you have testimonies. I mean, look at some of the waters you have drunk. <laughs> the water that you have drunk. Yes, pointing back there. That's, that's, that's high class. The one that you drank. When you take the water and you drank the water, if you take that water to the lab, Yukola will be in there. Shigela is there. Samala is there. Yesina Kambolobata is there. Science students are talking. Our students are lost. And you survived all that. 
You survive all that. And today, you are questioning. Yeah. Yeah. Judge him faithful. Judge him faithful. Judge him faithful. Even the abortion that you had, you could have died. You know that. Yeah, I know I'm not because you was done by an unprofessional physician. And you survived that one. You went and took some pills and she took you took some herbs. You went and chewed some herbs. And cram 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 pop. And today you are questioning him about a small lump in your neck. He is faithful. He delivered you from that concussion. Don't you think? God is faithful. See, don't let your temporary situation question his faithfulness. Always judge him right. Judge him faithful. Judge him faithful. I say, judge him faithful. When he promised, he will deliver. Judge him faithful. Yes. Yeah. You are, you, are, you, are, you are worried about your financial situation. You are judging that God is not true. How long has he provided for you? You're not being fair. Thank you. You're not being fair. Sarah judge him faithful. Look, God is faithful. That is why I believe in... That's why when he said that, David said, I have been young and I have been old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. I believe that scripture 100%. And I, that so long as I save him, one, I will not beg for bread. And two, my seed will not beg for bread. So I don't even worry about how my seed are looking some way now. Because in the end, they will never beg for bread. I believe it. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell them about judge God faithfully. You see, and that's what David did. That's what David did. I'm preaching to us. That's what David did. When Goliath, when he faced Goliath, a difficult something beyond his capability, something beyond his strength, he said, I was a shepherd boy. I was a shepherd boy. And a lion and a bear came to attack me. And God helped me to kill the lion and the bear. So this same God, the same God who helped me kill, he's judging him. The same God who helped me to overcome a lion and a bear, he will help me to overcome this Goliath. In other words, he was bringing what God had done into the present situation that he is faithful. If he saved my life from a lion and a bear, he will save me from Goliath. That's what, you see, that's what I'm trying to share with you. If you save me from a lion and a bear, he will save me from Goliath. If he save you in Gabon, he will save you in New York. Hallelujah. Anyway, so that's what I said last week, so we are continuing. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Today, for, today is uh, 
love week. We are in the week, week of love. So let's talk about love. Yeah, Reverend. Listen, it's a short message I'm going to share with you. Hallelujah. Oh, Reverend, is this Valentine, this Valentine Day is it spiritual? Hey, 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 I beg you. <laughs> I beg you. I beg you. Is this spiritual? Is this Valentine Day? I hear it's from a pagan religion. I beg you. <laughs> Thank you. If you want the answer, I can show you a verse. Okay, that's all. My approach to the day. Okay? Romans chapter 14, I believe. Just a verse. That's why I try to know my message, but just in case. Romans chapter 14, verse, um, I think verse 5. One man estimate one day above another. Another estimate every day alike. Let every man be persuaded in his own mind. <laughs> Another, another estimate the, the days all the same. At the end of the day, let every man be persuaded. So, if you think it's Valentine's Day is special for you, fine. If it's the same, fine. Just be persuaded. I beg you, leave me. <laughs> That's all. It does not determine your time. Like so, case is close. That's all. That's why the, the quiet, they are wearing Valentine dresses. They are in love. That's all. So don't come and judge me. Amen. Just make sure it's unto the Lord. As Paul says, he says, one man estimate one day above another. And another estimate every day alike. Because when I told my brother, Valentine, take your wife out. Do you know his answer? He says, for him every day is Valentine. He doesn't need a special day. <laughs> That's why he told me that he does well all the time. He does not need a special day to take his wife out. We have to ask his wife. <laughs> Evidence. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's what he told me. So, for me, every day is Valentine. I don't need a special day to buy roses. No, every day is Valentine. He buys it all the time. Too powerful. Every, every day, I like Hallelujah. Anyway, just a happy day. So, Hallelujah. Are you happy in the Lord? I said, Are you happy in the Lord? So, today, I just want you to, I'm going to share a message, that, a message with you, or maybe an attitude that if, you, if we get it, you will live joyfully. Okay? You'll be happy in life. You'll be happy. Tell anybody about happiness. You'll be happy. That's all. Live joyfully. Live joyfully. Live joyfully. Because you, because you can live joyfully, you can also live full of complaints. It all depends on you. It's up to you. Yeah. You can live a life full of joy. You can also live a life that every day there's an issue. It's up to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And it all comes from the way you approach life. Hallelujah. You love it already? It all depends on you. You see, when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 13, 
It's a short message. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 13. Consider the work of God. For who can make that straight which he had made crooked? <laughs> Consider the work of God. For who can make that straight which he had made crooked? Who? Who? Who can make straight that which God has made crooked? Consider. Why are you trying to make it straight when it's already crooked? Have you seen why you are frustrated? Have you seen why you are depressed? Because who can make straight that which is crooked? So the only way to en- thank you. So the only way to enjoy it is the key of acceptance. That's my message. That's all my message. To live joyfully. To live joyfully. To live joyfully with your spouse, one another, is the key of acceptance. Because who can make straight that which is crooked? So, the first thing I want to talk about is, look, look, there is nothing that was made by God that is straight. Any natural thing is crooked. It is we human beings who put a straight line like this, like this, like this. But anything made by nature, trees, stones, everything is crooked. That's natural. Everything made by God has its natural flaw. That's the message. It is the natural flaw that even makes it unique and beautiful. Look at the stone. Look at the mountain. Look at the tree. Everything made by God has its natural flaw. We call it flaw, but it's it's beauty. Anytime you see something straight, it's a human being who had made it. So, why are you so fixated on trying to make something straight which is crooked? Who can make straight that which is crooked? Listen to me. God, whatever he made, is not straight. And even your shape is not straight. Are you straight? That's not a straight. Yeah. So who can make straight? So if you want to live joyfully and enjoy your life, then whoever you are in the relationship, whether at work, your spouse, your wife, learn to accept the key of acceptance. And don't, listen to me, we are all made differently. I won't lie to you. Men are different from women. Mm. Men are totally different from women. Put two women in a room and they will chat from morning till evening. Put two men in a room, they watch TV, ESPN, they will sleep. <laughs> and they'll be fine. But two women. Men are different from women. God created women uniquely and created men differently. So don't expect your wife to behave like a man. And if you're a woman, don't behave like a man. (laughs) 
Is somebody hearing me? Don't behave like that. Who can make straight? We are different. We are different. I'm telling you, brother. We are different. Are you hearing me? So you get frustrated. See, men are different from women. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Christian wife. Christian wife, let me tell you something. Your husband is different from your brother. You are not married to your brother. So, I say it again. Yeah! It's very your brother is different from your husband. So, if you grow up, when your brother, oh, my brother was sleeping, my brother used to clean, my brother is, your husband is not your brother. Neither is your husband the same as your father. He's not your dad. So don't bring your father's picture of a man into your husband. Because my dad used to come home. My dad does this. My dad always makes sure this is done. He is not your dad. It's a matter of I'm preaching. I said that this man was raised in another culture, another country with another upbringing. And he's different from your father. So if your father is used to eating fork knife, a cutlery here, a small glass, and wine, and he's using it with his hand, just accept it. Who can make straight what is crooked? Who can make straight? That's all. Accept it. The key of acceptance. Yes. Because your father before he eats must drink tea. Then after he eats must eat cheese. Must. This is your husband too. When he says food is one, is one touch. There is no dessert. Bring it in a bowl. Piping and a hand. And I'm okay. <laughs> yes. 90%. A towel and a bowl. Wash his hand. What can make straight? Oh, hallelujah. Neither is your wife like your mother. Nor your sisters. Don't put your wife on the same scale as your sister. Nor your mother. <laughs> Listen to me. You, your wife cannot cook like your mother. Accept it. Accept it. And even you are making a mistake. Don't say that your mother is a better cook than your wife. You err. I'm a scientist. We have taste buds. For the same reason why if I give you uh, a chicken, you may throw up. But somebody will love it. If I give you some Mexican food, you may not like it. But if I give you kenke, you will like it. Because your taste buds adapt to what you eat. So your taste buds have been adapted to your mother's food all your childhood. So that is why you say your mother is a better cook. She may not be a better cook. <laughs> That's why she may not be. I'm teaching. So you like your mother's food because that's what you are used to. So, but it does not mean that she's a better cook. If you want to enjoy your life, accept, you, accept your wife's cook and pray that your taste bud will change to her cooking. 
see, are you enjoying my message? Go somebody, are you enjoying my message? Accept it. Accept the key of acceptance. Who can make crooked that which is straight? Why do you expect her to cook like your mom? Then marry your mom. Then marry your mom. Go marry your mother so you have peace. <laughs> oh. Who can make street? That which is crooked. You see, it's your, your desire, and so you are so fixated about changing it. That's why you are frustrated. Yeah. I'm preaching. That's why you are frustrated. Yeah. That, 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 I'm, I'm showing you. Who can make straight? Who can make straight? That's why I'm frustrated. That is why he says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Show me that verse. No, 9 9, 9 9, 9 9. Not 9 5, please, 9 9. Live joyfully with. Everybody say, live joyfully with. Say, live joyfully with. You see, say, live joyfully with the wife. Whom that is Valentine, that's what I'm preaching. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy vanity. Live joyfully with. That's what it is. It's your choice. You can live complaining all the time. And so that's why I'm talking about the key of acceptance. When you apply the key, you see, that, live joyfully with your wife. Eh? You can put anything there. It means you can live joyfully with your neighbor. You can live joyfully with your boss. You can live joyfully with your child. So long as you apply the key of acceptance. Live joyfully. Live joyfully. Live. It's up to you. And the key is what I'm talking about. Ah, you know, when I was going home, you know, I had sisters. My sisters used to wake up early. They used to clean the house. They used to do the laundry. They used to sweep. They used to clean, you know. I'm used to women cleaning. Please, you should have married one of your sisters. <laughs> Please. Please. And leave the poor girl alone. Sisters, am I preaching? Just leave me alone. If you want somebody to wake up 5 o'clock, wash, 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 dry, hang. I wasn't brought up like that. I used to wake up at 10 o'clock. I had a servant. They did my clothes. Leave me alone. Yes. 
water she gains with. <laughs> so yes. So, uh, look, I, I'm a pastor. I have had husbands. I'm telling you. Who are complaining. One lady told me that my husband has talked about my wish so much that I feel embarrassed to include myself in the presence. That's what the woman told me. Like when I take off my clothes and I begin to yeah. Uh, no, I'm not telling you a true story. I swear too much. It's the, the most, say, look, I actually feel embarrassed. Like if I'm changing, I'll go to the bathroom. Because every day, this guy, your weight, your this, your that, your. Why don't you accept? Yes, so. Just accept it. When she was slim and sexy. She could lie on top of you. Nothing's have changed. Lie on top of her. It's the same thing. It will work. <laughs> yes, I accept it. <laughs> Whatever. I'm preaching. You can't have something else. Yeah. When he was talking to me, I'm telling you, child, when he was talking to me, at the point I was very annoyed. No, I was, I was getting annoyed. Because as he was talking, I was watching. And then I said, well, I want to look at your picture. Reverend, look at it. This is, how, this is how she used to look. I said, Oh, but you too. There was, there, there was a lot of hair on your head. <laughs> Where is the hair now? 
<laughs> so if she was to say that, well, you to do something about it. Then you better go and get what was that lady used to for her group? Hair transplant. Rogan. If she was to say go and use Rogan. You would think that your boldness is okay, but her weight loss is not okay. Live joyfully. I say what? Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life. Of thy very thing. Live joyfully. Because everything you can complain. Just accept it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just like, look. Live joyfully. Like even pastors. See, pastors have to live, learn to live joyfully with their congregation. If you want to be a happy pastor, if you want to live long, learn to live joyfully. And to live joyfully with congregation is learn to accept them who they are. Some will come late. Some will come early. Listen to me. And I'm sharing with you. Congregation, you see, you have to learn to live with them. Okay? If you want to be a pastor who's a happy pastor, Live joyfully with them. Okay? Accept their somewhereness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't make it your duty to change people. The Bible, Bishop Sacco was the one who told him, I learned the lesson. He said, the duty, my, His duty is to preach. At the end of the day, it is the Holy Spirit who will convict men of sin, of judgment. And of righteousness. So this, some church members, you preach hard, they won't change. And it's not my duty to change you. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, if I make you my duty, you're not going to be depressed. If it's my duty, no matter who say, they will not stop gossiping. Some of them will not stop fornicating. So all that you, you can preach to them, and one day, the same fornicator will wake up and say, oh, today I have changed. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? If, if I had, some time ago, you see, before I heard this message from Bishop Saki, I had this strong, I will change you, I will change them. I, I, I will have died by now. If I was trying to change you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You are looking at me. If I, I stopped. When I heard that message, I said, ah, if I could, let me relax. Let me live joyfully. Hey. They sleep one another. Same of them. Whatever they do, I am just preaching to them. I am praying to them. Surely, surely. One day, the Holy Spirit, because all of us, one day, something touch and you change. All of us. All of us. It's a good picture. I'm telling you, my dear sister. My dear, all of us, all of us, one day. Me, my father couldn't change me. My father. Look, one time my father called me. I don't even know what she said. I had caught some girl in the corner and I was rapping the girl. And my father called me. He said, I'm not saying that you should not have a girlfriend. 
But at least don't do it in my presence because my father was standing. <laughs> it's like right in my presence. I didn't see him do. I didn't know he was standing. I didn't see him. If I smile, I wouldn't have done it. But you know, yeah, it's under the blood. You are looking at me like you are also like this. <laughs> Overnight, they were stubborn, and then one day they change. Yeah, I know people, I know friends. They, they, the boy just changed, and that's the Holy Spirit. But until they change, accept them. Look, your children, I'm telling to you, until they change, accept them. You see, even your children, they're not all the same. If you have enough, you, all the children are the same. Even among children, some are compliant, some are stubborn. Am I prepared? Is that true? You can put it this one, this middle one. Stop on! But it does not mean, and, and, and don't, it does not mean he's not your child. He's still your child. He's part of the family. He was, this, he, he was made in a certain way. That's all. So pray. And, what, you see, and, and, and by the way, you see, they may be stubborn in one area, but they're very talented in the other. That's what the children are. So don't don't write people off. Accept them. Keep on praying. May I change one day? I change that to change. When I went back home, people said, you know what they said? They said, oh, second year medical school. It's a difficult year. So maybe he wants to change so that he can do well in school. But we are sure that as soon as he finishes, he will go back. Maybe that's what they said. Because I was a DJ. <laughs> so what, what we used to do every vacation we go and we would organize dancing competition. That was, a, that was the thing. That was the thing at the time. So we make posters, dancing competition, and these people will come and they will play music. The first prize, second prize, and give them awards. Very popular in town. But when I came, I said, I don't do this anymore. I will not do this anymore. And so it's temporarily. No, it's not temporarily. When the Holy Spirit enters, you will change. Are you hearing me? So even your children accept them. For who they are. Accept your child. One day. Let me tell you something. 
the prayers of the saints are not in vain. There is something called the power of a praying mother. So, mothers, don't frustrate yourself. Don't let the child give you hypertension. Just accept and pray. One day, the Holy Spirit will change the child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church members must learn to accept their pastors. Just as we have accepted you, you to accept. <laughs> Just as we have accepted you, you to accept us. Because you are not perfect. Why do you expect us to be perfect? Accept us. Pastors are even different. I have a different style from Reverend Patrick. I preach screaming and shouting. He is very gentle. Very methodical. He explains things very well. I scream. I shout. Well, I like Reverend Patrick. He's, no, no, accept him, accept me. We are all different. That's all. That's all. I mean, the only difference is that I'm slightly more, a little anointed than him. <laughs> are you hearing me? I'm preaching. That's all. They're different. Are you hearing me? Pastors are different. Oh, I, I don't like Pastor Eugene. Who are you? Accept him. He comes in his own style. Don't, 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 don't cut down anybody. I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who are you? I'm asking, who are you? Hallelujah. You see, we are different too. Holy Spirit will change us. Mm. Some of you girls, the Holy Spirit has changed you. The Holy Spirit has changed you. Holy Ghost. Yeah. Accept. Who can make straight that which is crooked? You can live joyfully. You can live joyfully if you just accept. Because we all work, we are all different. We are all different. That's why I'm teaching about it's more like a marriage message. Don't put your wife the same standard as your mother or your sister. Or even your former girlfriend. You should have married him. You should have married her. You are not like my former girlfriend. You are too slow. You are not active. Go and marry her and leave me alone. <laughs> and you marry her. Preaching. Well, you, you don't treat me like my boyfriend. You know, my. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is what one husband told the wife. Make it he said, listen to me from today. Don't mention that name again. Because if he wanted to marry you, he would have married you. I came and put a ring on your finger. You better respect me. That's what he told the wife. That's, that's a good yes. He told the wife. Say, from today, do not 
see that name here. If you, had, if you wanted to marry you, he would have married you. I came and put a ring on your finger. You better respect me and stop mentioning that name over there. Yeah! He would have married you. He would have married you. He would have married you. One of the stupidest ladies I ever met. Stupid. I'm, I'm saying the word stupid. I mean, I, I'm not ashamed. Stop it. She was a middle-aged woman. That woman, she said, you see, some people, they are foolish. Even age does not make them wise. Oh. Yes, you, you, you expect that as people grow, they'll get wise. This one, stupid infancy to adulthood. <laughs> this lady, this lady had a number of children with some guy who never married her. They said, you had children with you and the guy never married you. Still married another woman. Did not even acknowledge your children. And some poor Christian brother. Patrick. Eugene. Some poor Christian brother decided to put a ring on your finger. That was the mistake he made. Every day. He is this. He is that. He is it. What, you know what annoyed me? The ex-boyfriend died. And this woman said, she is going to the funeral. Without even money. She is going to the guy's funeral. And the man said, what? Common sense. And contrary to all advice, she borrowed money from here, America, to go for that funeral. My wife is telling me, if I'm lying, ask my wife. Ah, my wife knows the story. With whose money? Went for the funeral. And came back. And anyone who went to the funeral, she was not even recognized. They don't know you. And the missus was there. And I was like, listen to me. I allow you to come near here. And still came back feeling good. I had one for the funeral. I said, how stupid can you be? Poor guy. This poor guy is laboring. Exactly. Stupidity from... And, and she wasn't even... You know, she was a middle age. Stupidity from birth to... I don't know. Why? How can I make straight? Stop comparing. Be appreciative. Be appreciative. Well, if you have not married me, somebody else will have married me. Who, who told you? <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Every day, all wives should say thank you to your husband because we married you. <laughs> and let all the wives say, I everybody demand offering. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else. Oh, don't bring yourself. <laughs> you know, let, let me tell you something. If you want to expand, if you want to do well, you need the key of acceptance. That's why in Acts chapter 10, verse 9, I believe. Acts 10, Acts 9, yeah. Acts 10. Hey, George, every day, I do bless you say thank you to you. Tell her, I say so. Is he in church today? Ah, 
I am saying so. Hey, Rachel, she said thank you to you. Hey, you're hiding. You don't hide you. Every morning, thank you to him. Demand it. <laughs> Tasha. Every morning. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Won't say that well, well. <laughs> Somebody else will have married me. Hey, who told you so? What's the guarantee? All right, let's watch this scripture. On the morrow. As they ended up on their journey and drew down to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. That's this. And he became very angry and would have eaten. But while he made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet, knit at four corners and led down to the earth. Wherein were all manner of four beast, four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Don't, I, don't, I don't mess with these people. I don't talk to these people. They are not in my class. They are not in my tribe. I don't behave this way. That's so. I am holy. I'm a, I was born a virgin. I left my father's house. These girls who have, who have, have abortion two or three before they join the church, they are not my type. Not so. I mean, probably the reason why you are holy and clean is because you are not beautiful. You are ugly. That's why nobody chases you. That's a possibility. And the voice spoke unto him again the second time. What God had cleansed, thou call now thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again. Even this is a very short story. Peter, up till this time, was only used to the Jews. He was due to the Jews. He was born a Jew. He never ministered to anybody outside the Jewish race. But Cornelius, a Gentile, had been praying to God. And God has visited him by an angel and said, go to Peter. So God had to show Peter this vision. So it means that if Peter did not see this vision and expand his heart, his ministry, his church will be limited only to the Jews. So God was showing Peter by this vision that for you to expand for you to do well, for you to be great, you have to accept people who are different from you. Otherwise, you will remain in your small world. Church, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? That is why we say it's an international church. This church is not only Ghanaian church. See, are, every race has to be comfortable here. You know, this one I was just checking. When we say... Uh, uh, when we say um, an interstate church, you know, this our church is interstate. This is the only church we have members from Connecticut, members from New York, members from New Jersey, 
Nenges from Pennsylvania. Four states are here. Four states. Nationalities are here. Are you hearing me? Because, you see, let me tell you something. Even, this is for, even for your life. Even in your private business, for you to do well, you have to accept people who are different from you. See, if you are used to only behaving in your natural, cultural way, you are very limited. Somebody hearing me? Yes. Expansion comes when you develop the capacity to accept people who are not like you. And don't judge. Call not uncommon. The same that purchased you has purchased him. Like Billy Graham said, Billy Graham was one. I heard that statement. It touched my heart. He said, "He said, he said, the same way Mother Teresa is accepted to heaven is the same way that I am also accepted to heaven. It's the same way everyone is accepted to heaven through the blood of Jesus. She may have done a lot of good works. She may have born a virgin. I may have won a million souls. And somebody has just been a drunkard and got saved. It's the same method: the blood of Jesus. That's what Billy Graham said. That's not what he did. So why are you judging people? The same blood that saved you is the blood that saved her. So why, why do you call them uncommon? Why do you call them common? Say, call not uncommon that which I have cleansed. Even, look, even secularly, if you want to do well in your business, expand. Beyond your race. Diversity. If, how many Ghanaians can you do your business among? All your practice is limited to Ghanaians. You only got a headache anyway. They won't pay you. They will. <laughs> I, used to, I used to run a private practice. When I finished, I used to run a private practice. And my wife used to sit at the front desk. As soon as the Ghanaians said that, but your doctor said, oh. <laughs> no! They start speaking to my local language. Because they don't want to pay the copy. And my wife doesn't even understand tree. But you see, it's like, as, oh, this is our, our relatives. So even the copy, they don't want to pay. So I watch the Ghanaians and I say, these people, if I run my practice by them, I'll be broke. So I brought in a Spanish girl at the front desk. So when they come, she doesn't understand. <laughs> I put the Spanish guy, totally Spanish. He doesn't understand anything at all. How do you come now? Bacho. That's all. Copy. All that she understands is copy. That's all. If you don't go copy, she will see me. But my wife will tell you, Bacho. Joe, I'm telling you, it's a strategy. And my practice grew. Because by introducing the Spanish element, I received both Spanish and... Yeah. You see, how many are your people? In fact, there's only one guy in our residency. He was Chinese. He was a Chinese guy. And he came for the residency to get a residency program. He was a doctor in China. But came here to do residency. And this guy, when we were done, so we have to get the boss and she says he doesn't need it. Yeah. He said he doesn't need to pass. So we asked him, are you, are you going back home? He says no. 
He said, there are enough Chinese in Chinatown. He can have a thriving practice. That's what he told us. And he's, he's mad. Because there are enough Chinese in Chinatown. Yes. He was going to, he was going to see Chinese. He said, he said, he said, he said, Charles, yeah, he doesn't even speak good English. My people Chinese, a lot. <laughs> so maybe he can afford. But Ghanaians, how many are they? Exactly. Listen to me. Expand. Learn to be comfortable with foreigners. In this church, Ghanaians should be comfortable. Gabonese should be comfortable. Cameroonians should be comfortable. Americans should be comfortable. Arabs should be comfortable. Any race should be comfortable. Because we are the house of God. It's an international church. Let everybody be comfortable. And as, look, young people should be comfortable. Old people should be comfortable. And call no one unclean. The same blood that saved you is the blood that saved them. Stand up to your feet. Let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. Oh, Jesus. You've taken me from the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, now I know that I love you, and I need you, though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My closest friend, and I will worship you until the very end. The, the word is live joyfully with. Live joyfully with. You can live with joyfully with anybody so long as you apply the key of acceptance. Are you hearing me? Yes. Are you hearing me? So it should never happen at all. I can't stand you. No. Tell you, I said, I will live joyfully with you. Say, I will live joyfully with you. Yeah. Sing this song. Let there be love. Let there be love. Hold your neighbor's friend. Hold your neighbor's hand and sing this song to the person. Let there be love in our us, O oh Lord, to, to arise, give us a fresh understanding, a brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love. Just one person. Listen to me. Is it, I'm not going to say that. If you can live with a cat, your cat and your dog, why can't you live with a fellow human being? Even a cat and a dog, you can live with a person. 
Well, how much more follow human being? Tend to another the song to the person. Cause the soul Lord to arise, give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shed among us. Let there be love. Shed again. Let there be love. Let there be love. Let there be love shed among us. Let there be love in our hearts. Let there be love shed as nations. Cause us, O Lord. fresh understanding and that understanding is the key of acceptance what is the understanding I say what is the understanding I say what is the understanding yes the key of acceptance because who can make straight that which is crooked yeah. hey, tell her look you, uh, you accept me just as I am Bow down your head and let's pray. Let me thank you. Before we leave this place, you're here, you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as your personal savior. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? For this was the son of God made, for this purpose was the son of God made manifest that he would destroy the work of the enemy. Satan has plans for you. Satan, if he has his way, he will destroy you. Satan, if he has his way, will cut you off. But God sent his son that you may be saved. So this afternoon, if you are not born again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, with every eye closed and every head bowed, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you. You want to be born again, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Yes, there is room. Because Satan would like to destroy you. Father, we thank you this afternoon for salvation. Let none perish. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, to live joyfully with you. Yeah. That a person, I want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. So I have learned to accept you. Say, you also have to accept me. Tell the person, I'm not straight. And you're also not straight. We are all crooked. But I accept you. And you accept me. That's what it is. Share the grace. And the 10,000 souls be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. So please. We hope that you've been blessed. 
Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.